There's a famous cliche in the um, in the outside world, in the sports world, in the world of sports, that has unfortunately been applied through much of secular life. And that is, winning is not everything. It is the only thing. And it's almost like effort plays no part, no role. Toil is totally meaningless. Blood, sweat and tears don't translate into success. It's all about winning. It's all about getting to the finishing line. And I think we don't have to look very far, but to this week's parasha. In the simplest of lessons, in this week's parasha, we don't have to get lomdish, we don't have to get deep. We could just go to Poshet, looking at the Psukim, and look at Rashi, to give us one of the most incredible life lessons that we will learn. And we'll start, as we know, it's a double parasha, Bahar Bechu Koisai. We've spoken a little bit about Bahar in some of the Halacha uh, Shurim, but we're going to begin Parashas Bechu Koisai, the beginning of the parasha. Famous words, Im Bechu Koisai, Teilechu, if you go with my Chukois, we know over the, and these three words, we've mentioned this previously, we have the famous Arachayim HaKadosh. The Arachayim HaKadosh has 42 pshatim. Can you imagine? On those three words, 42 different pshatim. To understand what it means, Im B'chu G'esai Teilechu. V'es Mitzvoisai continues the Pasuk, Tishmayru V'asisem Oisom, you should do them. And then the Torah continues, going into all the tremendous brachas that the Rabbi Nishon will give all of us, Be'ezah Hashem. For the commandment of in Bechukhoisai Telecho. Says Rashi Kodesh. And as I said, we don't have to get deep. We can just look at Poshapshat. Look at Rashi. First Rashi on the parasha. You can't miss this one. Yochol Zekiyam Amitzvahs. Rashi says, I would have learned Poshapshat in Bechukhoisai Telecho. Go with my Chukhoish to the mitzvahs. Do what you're meant to be doing. Wash the tilis yadayim, say a bracha, hamoitzi, and then bench, and then put on scissors, put on tefillin, do all the things that you're meant to do. Rashi bursts the bubble. Rashi says, no, no, no. Yochel, yeah, I would have thought it means kima mitzvahs. Kushu oimeves mitzvahs, say tishmoiru, but then it says, keep my mitzvahs. So go back to what's im b'chukosai telechel. Hari kima mitzvahs omu. And remember, Rashi over here is asking a very important question. Because the Torah tells us the most incredible, incredible rewards for the way of you go on, psukim after psukim, of all the tremendous brachas that we'll get. For what? For So how do I do it, says Rashi? That's it. Simple. That's the recipe. And that's it. Be'amul Batayra. What, what does that mean? I, I just want to ask a very simple question. What's wrong with learning Torah? What's wrong with learning Torah? We do that the whole time. We put our feet back. We put on the laptop. I don't even have to get out of my bed. I can be in the base medrash in pajamas. It's Kavaldik. I don't have to move. I can just learn Torah an entire day. And Baruch Hashem, we've got Torah anytime. We've got website after website and WhatsApp groups and Torah coming out of our ears, which is beautiful. It's Kavaldic. There probably was never a time in the history of the world where so much Torah was being learned by so many people. I don't think such a thing existed. 
Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think such a thing ever existed in the world that there were poshut people. You know, in the olden days, golden days, not that many years ago, you know, the poshut people, all they learned was a few Mishnayas and the Efsha, maybe about a few Kitzah Shulchan Aruch, Shulchan Aruch Arab, depending on where you were. That was it. Now you've got Talmidei Chachomim, you've got working people that are able to dedicate hours of their lives sitting and learning. What is Rashi talking about? What's the Amelis Batoya? What do I need it for? Just give me the little Matoya. Let me just learn. What's the problem? So I want to just spend a few moments before we get to maybe answer that to see where this is really coming from and see it's not just in this week's parasha. It's all over the place. It's all over the place. You know, the Uraim, when he brings down many of the mitzvahs, and he brings Hilchas Talmud Torah and Simon Rashan and Dalit, the Uraim, and I'll quote to you the Loshan of the Uraim, Tsiva Habaruchu, the Rabbi Shalalim is commanding us. She Yilmudu Yisrael es Hatorah via Amnu a person should be Omal in it. Again, Uraim learns Poshit Pshat. In the midst of Talmud Torah, is not just to learn Torah, but to be Omal in Torah. The Medrash, Medrash Rabbah, this week's parasha, parasha Bukhukhoisai, says the Medrash Rabbah, and I quote, Sha'akadosh Bohu Mis'aber, the Rabbi Shalom, is craving, whatever that means, cover Yachal to understand it. Sha'yusroel Amelim Batoyah, it doesn't say Lil Moitoyah, maybe I'm missing something. Where's the Lil Moitoyah? We make the Bracha every morning of Birchas Atoyah. Well, what's going on? Where's the limo? Just learn. What's the amelim that we're looking at over here? There's an unbelievable Gemara in Megillah, Daf Gimel, where the Gemara tells us, and there are many explanations for this, I admit, but one of them I'm going to mention. The Gemara tells us in Megillah that when Yonis and Benazil, famous Yonis and Benazil, that we look at the side of every single Mikroyas Gedolais that we have, we've always got Targum Yonis and Benazil on one of the pages explaining the Psukim, says the Gemara and Megillah, what happened when Yonis and Benazil gave out his Targum? I'm sure it was a Yonis Tuvalu Apollon, it was a wonderful day, Yonis and Benazil just wrote a Perish on Chumash, this has got to be incredible, everyone's running to the Sfarim shops to go and buy it, to see what he has to say, to learn it, it's incredible. But you know what the Gemara says? The Gemara says, in this Dazea Eretz Yisrael, the entire Eretz Yisrael started shaking, there was an earthquake, Everyone's, the whole place was shaking. What's the pshat? Why? What happened? Out of the simcha, out of the joy? What was it? There's a toastless read. The toastless read in Megillah brings down, and Lashon of the toastless read is, the hatam, the al yedei zeh lo ya'amlu lohovin apsukim, ki abir munach lifneyem. Modern day art scroll. I'm not putting anything down against the art scroll. The art scroll is gewaldic. And people need it and people use it and people finish us and it's beautiful. But just to understand, says the Tosfus read, they had Taugun Yonisem Benazil. I don't know how many people, by the way. And I never saw a guy who's learning the Pesukim. He's learning going to the Chomish. He's like, I don't know what this means. Let's look at Taugun Yonisem Benazil. You know, we're going to need like an art school for the Targum Yonis and Benazil. Like, we don't understand what he's saying, never mind what the Posik is saying, right? But in those days, on their level, it was an explanation, it was easier. Oh, life got easier? Well, that's better? Who said that's better? And that's what's going on. Says the Tosus Ridden Megillah, Eretz Yisrael shook because there was no Amelus Batoya. Gemara Chagiga Daf Yud Rabbi Where the Gemara brings a Posik, and I'm not going to go and tell you the entire Sugya. 
But the Gemara says, Those that come and go get no peace. What does that mean? Says the Gemara, different Mepharshim, different Amorim explain it. Rabbi Yechon and Omar again are explaining those people that go and come, they get no peace. Who is it referring to? Says Rabbi Yechonon, Afilu mishas l'shas. They're going from shas to shas. That's beautiful. What's the problem? What's wrong with that? What are we missing? Says again, this is the Toysavus read. The Toysavus read in Chagiga Dafyud says, you know what the Pshat is? These people go from Talmud Bavli to Talmud Yerushalmi. Okay, halavai. How many people even opened up? How many people even know what the Talmud Yerushalmi is? And here we got people going from Talmud Bavli. Okay, they finished Shas. They did the same as Shas. They were in MetLife Stadium. It was Gavaldic. They got a chidda, a tremendous chizik from it. Now we're moving on to Shas Yerushalmi. Says the Tzitzis read, that's a problem. The other Rabbi Talmud Bavli Mavo Yosef Ezer Odom Kedei Lahokel Maolav Niach Talmud Bavli Umis Asik B'Talmud Yerushalmi says the Tzitzis read. You know why they're going to Yerushalmi? I don't know how many people would say that nowadays, but in those days, it was easier. It was just easier. It's a bunch of halachas, this, this. Bavli is hard. It, it, it's written in a cryptic form. We don't understand it. There are no commas, full stops, periods, question marks. We have to work hard to try and figure out the words, the sugya, the questions, the halamin, and the teret. It's difficult. Let's open up Yerushalmi. It's easier. You know what that is? That's incredible. Again and again. You know, there is one pshat in the Mephoshim that explained in Parshish Toldos. When we know, when Yaakov and Esav were in the stomach. So what happened is, we know that there was, he straight to Abonim, there was a fight between them, what was going on, the whole Mephoshim over there to explain. According to one pshat, we know that the Gemara in Nidah Daflama tells us that the Malach was teaching Yaakov all the Torah. Can you imagine the, the Malach is teaching Yaakov all the Torah? He's learning everything. Ganshas, all the Rishonim, the Achronim, Medrash, Nach. That's incredible. What, 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 do you, what do you want to go out for? I understand you want to go to this Medrash, but what do you want to go out for? Okay, so we know one shot, anything to get away from Esau, a bad Saviva, a bad surroundings, I need to get away from Esau. But there's another shot I found in one of the Mephoshim that he wanted to leave. You know why? Because he was given everything on a silver platter. The Malach is teaching him everything. Yaakov is saying, I don't want you to teach me everything. I want to do it myself. I tell you, Amodika Maisa, Prime Mishkovsky, said over this Maisa, he said he, the person who happened to came over to tell him the Maisa, he said when he was born, as a young child, he realized he had an unbelievable koyach. He had a photographic memory. Can you imagine having a photographic memory? Just imagine. It's so difficult for us to like open up Gemaras, open up Shulchanorahs and Mishnayas and Chumash and like to remember it. And like, oh, we did this last year. I don't even remember it. Now, oh, there are a couple of marks in it from last year's coffee stains. Okay, it figures out, okay, I, I know that I learned this one time. You know, we don't remember so much. I, maybe I talk for myself, but it's hard. He had a photographic memory. He learned the page of Gemara, bang, he could say it about pair. What, a, what an incredible thing. What an amazing idea. And he said one day, he didn't have Vera. The next morning, he opened up his Gemara, he didn't remember anything. His whole photographic memory was gone. He didn't know what to do. So he did the only thing that he knew he could, is he ran to some of the Gedolei Yisrael, he went to some of the Gedolei at the time, and he begged them. He went to Rav Shach, and he went to Rav Chaim Shmulevitz. And they both answered, 
what they answered. And then he went to the stapler. And the stapler said to him the following. What do you want from me, Shata? I'm going to curse you? What, I'm going to give you a bracha to get your photographic memory back? That's a curse. That's not a bracha. That's not a bracha. I remember of Scheinberg, from Rosh Hashiva, Zatzal. How many times I remember he to come up to give us our shmuzin on a Wednesday night. And when he left, you know, people were getting brachas for various things. And I remember so many times we used to ask him, Rebbe, give us a bracha for Torah. And he just smiled and he said, no, go schwitz. That's the only way. That's the way he did it. That's the way everyone did it. And that's the only way to do it. Now we have to ask ourselves, and this is the question I asked from the beginning, why? What's the reason for this? Where is the Nibbanat Torah of Ashi saying, you want to go and get all the brachas in this week's parasha? You want to live your life in the correct way? Amelus Batoya. Why? What's the big deal? Is that the only way? What's the reason why Torah is expressed in Omel and working and schmitzing and figuring it out? There are no other mitzvahs like this. It seems like the entire mitzvah is a mitzvah that only can be done through Amelus. So could you, again, you know, just imagine the scene. You have a guy who sits back, he was relaxing, everything's great. He's listening to Shurim, he's participating, he's writing it down, he's getting it, he's enjoying it, it's beautiful. That's not what Rashi's telling us. It seems like you're missing the boat. Why? Rav Desla, in Mirtav Meliyahu, brings that what is the purpose of learning Torah? It's a question we have to ask ourselves. We're holding just around two weeks before Shavuos. Before Kabbalah Sat Torah, just two weeks, that's it. Are we ready to be Mekabal the Torah? Do we know what it means to be Mekabal the Torah? Do we know what it means to have the Torah? Says Rav Desla, in Mikhtav Melio, the entire purpose of learning Torah is to develop a connection with Torah and with the mitzvahs and with the giver of Torah. That's the Rabbi Nishalaylam. Because that's what the Torah does. It develops our relationship with the Rabbi Nishalaylam. Says Rav Desla, any true connection is never forged without extending effort. That's it. You can never get a connection with anything if you don't try and work at it. Someone gives you something. Mr. Shosham says this. We know this. The entire reason the Rabbi Nishlan created the world was for us to work for it. Oh, couldn't you just give us the Elam No, because we wouldn't appreciate it. When you work for something, you appreciate it. How many guys know this from a personal level? You know, when you get money from your parents to buy stuff, to go there to stroll, whatever it is. It's nice. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You don't spend... You spend it because... Where do you spend it? When you worked to make that money and now you have to spend it, all of a sudden it takes on a new appreciation because I worked for that money. That's my money. I worked for... I have a connection to it. And therefore, says of Desk, if you want to get a connection to Torah, you can't just learn the Torah. You can't just sit, put your feet up, drink the pina colada, go on TikTok or whatever it is, which is very, very entertaining. That's not going to change you. That's not going to give you a connection to Torah, and it's not going to give you a connection to the Rabbani Shalom and the Baal HaTorah. The only way is to schwitz, is to try. You know, a child will never love its parents as much or in the same way as a parent loves their child. You know why? Okay, it's a natural thing, true. But it's more than that. 
is because a parent gives and gives and gives of their time, of their money, of their effort. Everything goes into that child. They cry themselves to sleep. They daven to the child. They do everything for their child. That relationship is based on effort. That's something that can never be severed. A child doesn't appreciate that. And the relationship with the Torah, the relationship with the Rabbani Shalom is only one that can be forged through tremendous effort. In Parshas Truma, we know we have the sugar of the Avnei Shayam, the Avnei Miluim, the Eifoid, the Lachoshen. And there are 13 components that Klali Solis, we know the Torah tells us, donated towards the construction of the Mishkan. And of them were the very, very precious stones, the Shoam stones and the Meluim stones. They were donated by the Nesim, the leaders of all the Shvatim. And the Arachayim HaKadosh says something which we may have mentioned before, but it's so, so, so important for what we're saying now. The Arachayim HaKadosh says if you make a cheshbon, these stones were probably and most definitely more valuable than any of the gold and silver that was being donated. So the Arachayim HaKadosh asks, why does the Torah mention them at the end? After all the other objects that were of much less value. And the Rechaim HaKadosh famously gives three pshatim. And I'll mention here the third pshat. That he says, where did the Nassim get these very, very precious and rare stones from? So there's a Gemara in Yuma, Dafayin Heimud base, where the Gemara in Yuma tells us, these stones fell together with the Mon. They fell from Shamayim, and they fell with the Mon, with the Nassim, and they eventually the Nassim donated them for the Mishkan. Says the Rechaim HaKadosh, okay, that's where they came from, but why does that explain why they were mentioned last? Says the Rechaim HaKadosh, you know why? Because since these stones came to them with no effort whatsoever, they weren't so precious. They may have been worth more money, but they were not precious. And that, says the Rechaim HaKadosh, is the Yisoyed of life. It's the Yisoyed with everything. We're talking about Torah because that's this week's parasha. But it applies to anything. It implies to anything that we have. Why is it that people are so attached to so many things because there's so much effort that goes into those things? A person is attached to his work. Why is a person attached to his work? Because that's, that, that's, that's who he is. I spent hours and hours developing this business, setting it up, getting the workers, advertising, going on the road. You know how much effort I put in? This is my baby. Oh, so we see this again and again. The more effort you put into something, the more attachment you feel to it. You know, I told this to couples that I deal with who are going through rough times and I send them for help and professionals. And sometimes they say, you know, what do I need this for? Why is this happening to me? And I say, I want to tell you something. And I've told this to them and many times they've come back saying this is absolutely the Messias. That what you're going through is hard. But you're putting in a tremendous amount of effort. That effort you're putting in is not for nothing. It's effort of something that's going to forge a bond that is unbreakable. And that is what's going on over here. In this week's parasha, the Torah is telling us, how do you connect yourself to Torah? You connect yourself to Torah not just by learning the Torah, by giving of yourself to the Torah, by being humble in the Torah. It's difficult. And you know, even now, when we're not able to run to a base medrash, we're not able to sit physically in a shear. We're not able to do the things we're able in a regular year, in a regular day, especially at this time, to do. But you know what? 
that also has tremendous meaning. And we should not belittle it in any way, the very fact that we are still sitting and learning. And it's difficult, there's a noise, there's distractions, we're not in our regular things, you know, we haven't got our regular sleep patterns and our schedules and our this and our that. It's not the same thing. But we're still doing it. You know what that shows to the Rabbi Shalom? It shows how much you love him, how much you want his Torah, how much connection you want to him. Let me tell you one last thing. Incredible thing, Reb Chaim from Velazhen, the Velazhener, the Heidegger Reb Chaim, said about his Rebbe, the Vilna Goyim. He brings this in the Hakdoma to the Sefer Sifra, the Tzniusa. Reb Chaim Velazhen brings an observation that he himself knew about from his Rebbe, the Vilna Goyim. Vilna Goyim, as we know, was <laughs> who knew Torah more than the Vilna Goyim, back to front, every toastless, every Rishon, he knew everything. Said Reb Chaim Velazhen, very often, the Vilna Goyen was visited by Malachim. And these Malachim wanted to give him the secrets of the Torah. Could you imagine? Could you imagine the scene? You're lying there in bed. You've got that very comfortable pillow. It's Kishmak. The fan is blowing in my direction. It's, everything is perfect. Everything's exactly the way I want it to be. And suddenly you hear a noise. Goyen! Vilna Goyen! Wake up! What is it? How, many, how much did the Vulnagoy going sleep already? An hour, two hours, three hours? He was tired. He'd been learning a whole day, cracking his head over the Rashba, trying to figure it out. The Vulnagoy, as we know, wouldn't eat if he had a kasha. Could you imagine? Who could think of doing such a thing? I'm not going to eat until I have shat and toasters. Thank you very much. Give me lunch. I'll figure it out. I, on, a, on a full stomach, I'll figure out the toasters way better, trust me. Oh, if we got an art scroll, what's the difference? But Lemaisa. The Vilna Goyen wouldn't go to sleep. He wouldn't eat. He would wrap himself in a towel, in a wet towel, to be able to contain his throbbings of his head because he couldn't figure out Shat and the Rashba. And that night, the Malachim knock him on the shoulder and they say, Mr. Vilna Goyen, Rabbi Goyen, we're here to tell you the answer in the Rashba. Wow, that's Kavaldig. Rabbi said, let me ask you, if we found, before the corona medication, we found the pill, that you could take, that you will know Shas. Could you imagine? Take this pill, tomorrow morning you wake up, you'll quote Shas. You vomit Samach Gimel. Kiddushin Lamed Beis. Brachas, your base. This is a great, this is a, who would say no to such a thing? Oh, anyone, I, I would say, what do you mean? It's Gavalik, I'll know Torah. The Vilna Goyen got visited by the Malachim. And they said, here you go, we're going to give you everything. Said Rabchaim Baloshin, my Rebbe, the Vilna Goyen said, no, get out of here. I want to work on it myself. Why? What's the matter with you? You get all the answers. And our answer is, unlike how we started, that we don't hold that winning is not everything, it's the only thing. We hold that's not the mahalach. It's not about winning. It's not about getting there. It's not about what you know. It's not about what you finish. How much did you try? That's it. And that, I think, is such an incredible prerequisite before we come to Shavuos, before we sit, and most of us will be sitting in our homes, being Mechabal Torah alone, or for those that are allowed, outside, in a small minion, it's not like we're normally used to, together in the yeshiva, Kabbalah Satorah, Agan Sanach, learning with the mikvah before Nates, all the minus, no, we don't have it. But as a prerequisite for Torah, we have to stand, what is Torah? What does the Rebbein want for us? And how do, we, how do we forge that tremendous and unbreakable, credible connection to Torah? Says Rashi in this week's parasha. Simple. 
should tell you a male Rabbi it's about the effort. What effort did you put in? How much effort did you try when it was difficult and you were tired and you got all the distractions and the noise from the kids and the sisters and everyone's running all over the place and you're trying to concentrate on your Zoom shit and you're trying to concentrate on your Gemara and your Chumash and your Mishnah and whatever it is, did you try? That's Amelis Patera. And that's all you need. Because Amelis Patera is what gives us, as the Torah tells us so clearly in this week's parasha, all of the brachas, everything. All it is, it's not Limerat Torah, Boisai. It's a male Trying, putting in the effort, seeing what you can do. And the Hashem, if we do that, the Rabbi Nishon will give us all tremendous brachas in our lives, all the brachas over here, in Parashat in every single one of us and our family. And the Hashem, we will come to Shavuos as different people, as people that it's not about what did we finish, what do we know, it's about how much did we try. I wish everyone a wonderful night. Thanks for coming.